very, very good morning to you on Fellowship Day 187. It's one of those working from home kind of days. Uh, the little one's not feeling well, so uh, you know it's easier for me to take breaks from the working day, uh, pretend I'm anywhere near as, as good as my wife, help out more at home, help hold the fort. Uh, I can do that much easier from here than I can from the office. So working from home today and looking ahead actually to next week, I'm really excited, really excited. I am going on the road for my first in-person seminar at another university for the first time in almost two years, I would say. I stopped giving external lectures in person uh, a little while before the pandemic took hold. Uh, some career uncertainties at that point so I was focused on other things and yeah obviously over the past year then uh, anything that I have had the privilege of presenting has been entirely online as much of that I've enjoyed but my god am I excited to be speaking to a live audience again next week modesty hat entirely off I love public speaking uh, I'm actually more nervous talking to you or anyone else one-to-one. -one. I'm at home on the stage. I have spent a ton of time reading books, researching, practicing, failing, practicing again, failing, and getting better over many years at delivering what I think is a, a wide range of engaging speech styles. God, that felt more uncomfortable than I thought it would to be so complimentary to myself. But anyway... Uh, I need to afford myself moments like this. Uh, I, yeah, I love speaking. I love telling a story. I love making the very most of my accent, which many people tell me they like. <laughs> and others have looked at me thinking, do you not get bored of people focusing on your accent rather than what you're saying? Well, I'm trying to get the best of both worlds. Um, I can only work with what I've got. And... Becoming comfortable with that has been one thing that has then helped me focus on becoming a better and better speaker over the years. In more recent years, after starting my own small businesses, I have through become a paid speaker, which felt amazing. So, you know, I've earned money for myself and for my small companies doing paid speaking gigs. Um one example being on the work I've done in safety with pre-site safety and another being in fact I'm talking rubbish both of both of the times I've been paid serious money has been for safety related speeches I'm incredibly grateful for that they're actually very therapeutic for reasons of to do with my dad which I've mentioned on another day um anyway I don't Every time I dwell on that, I want to start speaking about it more. But today we're talking about public speaking. I'm excited to be back on the road. Thank you to Luke Wilkinson and the great folks at the University of York for extending that invitation. Can't wait to come and speak about our group's research. Can't wait to come and give a second lecture on my imposter phenomenon research and book. 
can't wait for that next week. Oh, excited. Brilliant. Anyway, what I'm doing for you today is akin to what I did a few days ago for the CV of failures. Sticking with this theme of public speaking for today, I want to share with you a narration of an article that I've recently drafted for uh, Chemistry and Engineering News magazine. And uh, you know, shout out to Doria Risa there, who was part of the team who helped invite me to write this piece. So I wrote, uh, I was asked to write about uh, giving public speeches because Doria and some others had seen and helped me prepare one for the American Chemical Society last year. Uh, and off the back of that, they thought that it would be useful for me to be able to put pen to paper on some of my reflections on on becoming a more confident and professional public speaker. And so without further ado, I hope if you're in any way nervous about speaking, you want to get better, or maybe even, you know, you want to move into paid speaking as well. I hope the following thoughts will help you. The context here is this was written for an audience of researchers, uh, primarily aimed at PhD students and postdocs looking to get some pointers on how to present their own research, perhaps for some of the, the first times in their professional development. But there'll be some thoughts here that I I certainly hope will be more general um, and easy to capture, even if you don't, if you're not someone who finds yourself in that PhD postdoc position, if you're thinking about public speaking more broadly. The article is entitled, How to Give an Engaging Research Talk. Here we go. The minute hand on the clock strikes your chest like a prehistoric club. It primes your heart to pound erratically against your ribs. You feel every microscopic crack in your chilled bones. The time on your watch now matches the time listed against your name on the conference schedule. It's time to stop staring through the abstract you barely remember writing and make your way to the stage. You negotiate chairs and tables like an assault course, all the while willing yourself not to trip, not to fall. You're carried by the wind under your deep, desperate breaths of silent panic. Will you remember those slides? What will everyone think of you? Will they even care? The words of the session chairperson start muffled. They are drowned out by your electrified self-doubt. In seconds that pass like centuries, their words become clearer and sharper. You realise they are about to finish reading out your biography. The minute hand thumps once more. The floor is yours. It's time to give your lecture. Now what? Over the past 10 years, I've had the petrifying privilege of engaging with every possible speaking medium I can think of. From my master's and PhD research group meeting updates to research conferences, outreach events, Lengthy, invited slots, conference chairing, paid corporate events, Shark Tank-style business pitches, one-minute teaser talks, Zoom meetings, 
YouTube productions, podcast interviews, and audio essay storytelling. While the medium might change, the fright of public speaking feels the same. Every single time. I share with you four tips to consider when you sit down to prepare your next talk. Lesson one, learn transitions, not transcripts. We've all heard those talks that sound like someone reading from an instruction manual. They're neat, clean, unfeeling and ineffective at inducing anything except sleep. While memorising a talk might help you ensure you don't forget the details, it serves to send your words in one ear of your audience and out the other. Instead of scripting your talk, consider memorising only the key stepping stones between your slides. Harness the melody of your conversational cadence and avoid the monotonous drone of reading your slides aloud. Consider imperfect and genuine over perfect and placid. Lesson two, less is always more. The evil twin of the ordinary scripted speech is the infinite slide deck that shows no sign of ever ending. If you have a 20 minute slot, consider speaking for 12 or 15 minutes, not 35. Resist the temptation to add just one more slide. Never be in a position where you are forced to just go over this next slide quickly. That's no way to give a speech. Nothing endears you to a curious audience more than sticking to schedule. It oozes professionalism and respect. Lesson three, pictures enable you to be worth a thousand words. Unless you're in a multilingual audience, who don't all share the same conference language, and it happens, consider minimising the volume of text that appears on your slides. Each slide is a billboard, not a bill of rights. In this way, you avoid your audience from ever being torn between reading your slides and listening to you. Their eyes should only ever be on a slide when you guide them there. With a minimalist approach, you, and only you, narrate the story you are trying to share. Lesson four, tailor every talk. How useful is a quote-unquote reusable slide deck if you ever have to prepare a one-minute pitch with no computer in sight? How much can you really lean on your 50-slide masterpiece when you rock up to speak in a 10-minute slot? The most memorable speeches are those that are present in the moment. Consider that no two audiences are ever painted on the same canvas. Learn who you are talking to, what has brought them all together, and what they are likely to care about. Craft every one of your talks with a needle and thread. Never deliver your message off the peg. Attention to detail will return your most attentive audience. Finally, relax and have fun. Enjoy the moment. This is your time to generously share your expertise with the world. Before you know it, your talk will be over. The applause will soothe you. 
and it will be time to start planning your next story for your next audience. That's the end of the article on how to give an effects of research talk. I hope that helps if you're preparing a research talk. I hope if you're not preparing any such speech, there's some nuggets in there that will help you for broader preparation of your next talk. That'll do it for today. Have a good one. We'll see you again soon. If you like what you're hearing on the podcast, head over to the website where not only will you find the written blog versions of these podcasts, you'll find my leadership blog series, the daily thought series, and information about my book on managing the imposter phenomenon. We also have even more free resources and webinars linked to the YouTube channel. So head on over to dr-mark-read.com. That's dr-mark with a c-reid.com. Thanks again for listening.